underpowered hour on this week's show. Ike recaps the Gambler 500. We talk about the new Defender that rolled over so many times and the Range Rover that fell off a car carrier. And then we get ready for Overland Expo Pacific Northwest. And now here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the double taper lug nut to Stephen's chrome lug nut covers. I'm the functional but very wrong-looking nut of podcasting, Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram, at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike. Well, uh, I know you've been away for uh, a little bit, so uh, I don't know how much of the news you got uh, while out uh, deep in the the wilderness. Uh, None. None. No news. No news. None. Well, no news is good news. But uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see. It was the, windy and the smoke signals were indistinct. They were indistinct. It all kind of just blended together. Into one right. Sort of. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there was uh, recently a, uh, a Defender uh, that uh, rolled over like uh, 72 times. Oh, no. Was, uh, was everybody yeah, okay? I, everyone is okay. I uh, I have uh, I have uh, been uh, been told by uh, reading the internet uh, that everybody is okay. Apparently, some Instagram account uh, actually like like called the people somehow found their like number and like called them to see if they were okay. And apparently, they are okay. The internet's amazing place. Uh, Nick Dimbleby posted it, uh, I think, to uh, his uh, Instagram and some stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, have you have you had a chance to see the video? I just watched it and uh, I. I'm I'm dizzy watching this happen. They rolled over that many times. It was it was pretty incredible. Yeah, this was uh, on. A, it looks like a California freeway. Is that right? Yeah, it seems about right. I mean, it has the uh, the appropriate amount of lanes and K rail uh, to look uh, pretty Californian and combination of terrible driving, uh, which is yes. also uh, pretty. Californian. I think that's the real giveaway: is terrible driving at high speeds. Yes. Yeah. So basically, for those of you that haven't seen it, um, a Defender, a brand new Defender, is in the right-hand most lane of maybe a six-lane highway. Does that sound right? Yeah, it's a big one. In the next lane to the left is a semi-truck. Mm-hmm. The semi-truck is apparently driving the speed limit in the appropriate lane. Mm-hmm. The Defender is traveling at a high rate of speed on the right-hand most lane, mm-hmm. and it is passing the semi-truck going at least 20 miles an hour faster than the semi, yeah. passing on the right-hand side. Yeah. In the next lane over is a Honda CRV who is uh, also driving along a little faster than the speed limit. Yeah. And he has decided that this is, in fact, his exit. He has he has almost missed it. Almost missed the exit. Yeah. But, but with an abrupt lane change across two lanes, he can maybe in front of an eighteen wheeler. <laughs> in front of an eighteen wheeler, he might be able to make this yeah. lane change and yeah. make his exit. Yeah. And so he does that. 
and clips the back of the defender. Essentially does a like a perfect pit maneuver on the back does of a, the defender. Does a pit maneuver yeah. on on the defender's rear left-hand wheel, yeah. causing it to to rapidly lose control, roll over and uh and just keep rolling. <laughs> and just keep rolling. It's just terrifying. For it's such terrifying. a long time. Yeah. I think the 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 takeaway here is uh if you're gonna be a bad driver, you you better have a safe car. And yeah, the new defender looks like it held up pretty well. It did, I, yeah. If if I was in my series lander, I would have I would have died like six times in this accident. Well, uh, the nice thing about being in your series Land Rover is there is not a long enough stretch of uh, road on the planet to get it up to that speed. So no, I think even no, on a very steep hill uh, that's a hundred miles long, you couldn't get it going that fast. So I think you'd be all right. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, somebody could abruptly change through two lanes of traffic and and do a <laughs> pit maneuver true. on the back of your car at that's any true. speed and cause you to roll over yeah. and uh, yeah, it wouldn't be good. You would die. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. I don't know that you could get enough energy into the uh, series cars to actually flip it it's, over the K rail on the fifth roll or whatever it was. Yeah, but, in uh, the in the process of rolling over, it it uh, it goes across probably four lanes of traffic yeah, at least. Easily. Yeah. And crosses over the barrier between the two sides of the highway, yeah. takes out a light pole, yeah. Oh, which, yeah. which severs and yeah. falls, yeah. And, and then rolls over a couple more times and ends up facing the opposite direction <laughs> on the other it's side of the highway. It's actually going the right way. Yeah, it's going the right way. It's ready to just keep going. Then it yeah, could just, uh, yeah. Except that it's... It left what I what looks like its front uh, entire wheel carriage, so its wheel hub assembly sitting on top of the K rail on on the other side. So, yeah. it's really a really a spectacular accident. And really. this person must have been like an accountant or something, because there is paper <laughs> everywhere. There's so much paper, everywhere. it explodes into paper, which yeah. is really strange. It must have yeah. had fifty reams of paper in the yeah. back of that car. I don't know. They had just been to the Staples. They picked up a case of uh, fresh new printer paper and uh, exploded it all over the road. But yeah, I'm told everybody was okay, which is a real testament because uh, I mean that is a that is a serious serious accident. It's some fast and furious shit going on in that uh, in that particular sequence. And yeah, everybody everybody walked away. So there you go. I mean, for all of the uh, naysaying uh, of the uh, of the new Defender, you couldn't do that in a classic Defender. <laughs> Again, I will I'll say you, there's no way you could ever get a classic Defender going that fast. I mean, maybe if you had one of the crazy you could you could do it in a classic defender you just couldn't do it you twice. just couldn't <laughs> exactly you do only once. do it once you do it once yeah you do it once yeah. maybe if you had one of those ls swapped ones then your your chances of uh, a catastrophic rollover that kills you and everyone you know is is higher but uh but maybe you never know there's so much rolling resistance just the wind alone you'd have to be in a vacuum to make it to make it work properly anyway uh, uh, we're all glad that everyone was okay and uh it uh it is really a spectacular accident and worth checking out if you're uh, curious about the integrity of the uh body shell or the monocoque chassis on the yeah. new defender yeah there you go that that uh, that torsional rigidity really came in uh, and speaking there handy. apparently horrible things have been happening to lots of land rovers yeah lots of new land rovers recently what else happened well to celebrate the uh, recent uh, anniversary of the uh, Range Rover there on uh, what it was it was a couple weeks ago here in June um, the uh Company, I assume transporting cars to Land Rover's headquarters in New Jersey. Um, I'm sure we could reach out to Joe and ask him if uh, if that is the uh, if that is the case, and he would uh, not respond to us. But uh, there was a brand new, and remember, these are hundred and four thousand dollars cars. A brand new Range Rover, still registered to its uh, California uh, manufacturer's plates, that fell off 
fell off the top of a car carrier. And when I first heard about it, I'm like, ooh, that's a bummer. You know, you've seen the things where the straps or something holding it on the back will snap and the car will roll off uh, the back of the truck. No, this one came off the side. This one rolled off the side. Again, a multiple rollover. It looks like it rolled off the side, completely smashed in the roof of the car, and then somehow ended up back on its wheels. The front tire, which is my favorite part of this. No one, again, uh, there was apparently someone who was potentially injured because it rolled over onto another car. No one died, and I believe everybody is fine now. But the, uh, the car rolled off, and the front tire actually came off the rim. It's just sort of sitting on the rim sideways. I and mean, it was just real, real carnage. It uh, was like decapitated that, uh, that car. Just the whole top of it is, uh, is just gone. So, you know, rollover on the freeway is okay. But if you plan on riding out a roll off the second story of a car carrier, uh, you may, your mileage may vary uh, on that. But yeah, it's too bad. Like a brand new, like I'm sure it has basically no miles on it. And uh, it was with six other identical, five other identicals, one of six identical Range Rovers in this sort of launch color, that kind of champagne silver color. Um, yeah, completely, completely destroyed. It's rough. Oops. Looks real bad. Yeah, again, fortunately, no one was injured, but uh, it is it is spectacular. So if you get a chance, uh, yeah. check out the photos. It will probably be on a car lot near you yeah. for sale. Yeah, just some slight slight use. Somebody's going to buy it at a salvage <laughs> auction. <laughs> Fix it. Oh, yeah, nothing's wrong with it. No, it's fine. They're going yeah, they to swap an LS in it. It'll be great. Boy. It'll be on Bring a Trailer in no time. No time at all. It's very famous now. It's very famous. So both of those cars, maybe, you know, that'll be very famous. You know, they've got lots of internet credibility. So certainly more integra- internet credibility than we do. That would not take much. We're going to take a very quick break to hear from this sponsor. And now back to the show. Speaking of uh, not taking much uh, and uh, having no internet credibility, uh, you were obviously not uh, here uh, last episode because you were uh, uh, engulfed, if you will, in the world-famous Gambler 500 up there in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. How... Uh, how was it? The Gambler is, uh, it was amazing as always. It is, uh, uh, for those of you that don't know, the premise of the Gambler 500 is to take an inexpensive car and drive it on a road rally to find various yeah. checkpoints that the organizers have deemed easy. Mm-hmm. Gambling, like you might make it, you might not. Mm-hmm. Or the third, the third category of checkpoints is the devil's butthole. Very difficult to find. Uh-huh. And uh, so there's a series of GPS checkpoints and you're supposed to take your uh, tastefully modified uh, inexpensive car mm-hmm. on this road rally. And so uh, we have done it in the past and, and sort of the informal rule of thumb is, is a $500 car, mm-hmm. you know, very difficult nowadays to do yeah. a, a $500 car. It's, yeah. it's hard because yeah. uh, cars don't cost $500 anymore. But mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you can find one that's uh, in poor condition or whatever. But some people get out of hand. That's not strictly enforced. It's, uh, you know, really an opportunity for people to uh, fly their freak flag. You know, yeah. they, they dress up in costumes. They, um, you know, have these outlandish cars that they've created, Mad Max style, you know, Astro vans with no roof and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, 1965 Cadillacs on super swampers, you know, uh, fire breathing Subarus, uh, you know, giant buses, you know, articulated buses on tractor tires, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an opportunity for people to do something creative and, uh, be a little silly and, um, have some fun 
out in the woods. And uh, the big thing that they do and they they are proponents of is picking up trash out in the wilderness. So uh, every year they pick up uh, tons and tons of trash and uh, they clean up a lot of beautiful places um, for everyone to enjoy. So, And how much of that trash is uh, created by the shitbag cars falling apart uh, during the rally? I would say 0%, really. I mean, not that that doesn't happen, but uh, I would say in general, uh, these these folks are pretty conscientious. you know they're they're there to have a good time, but at the same time they uh, they leave no trace, so to speak. So of their super swamper articulated bus, yeah, no yeah, and they have like a they have like a camp out at the mm-hmm. the fairgrounds. Uh, it's a weekend event, and they have a camp out, and they have bands and uh, various events. They have what they call Hoopty Cross, mm. which is uh, a uh, race track, a dirt racing track with. Uh, with $500 cars. And so, you know, there's uh, all kinds of shenanigans that happen and, you know, uh, silliness ensues. It's, it's good people watching this uh, gambler 500. So uh, we decided to uh, commission the worst looking Land Rover in uh, our lot, which was Mm -hmm. a, um, a ranch truck, a 1963 Mm -hmm. series two, a 88 ranch truck. And it had not been registered in 49 years. Okay. And uh, this car uh, was heavily patinaed, and by heavily patinaed, <laughs> I mean mostly mostly smashed. You know, yeah, all the fenders that. are smashed, every corner is smashed, the roof is smashed, everything is smashed. It would lived a hard life on a ranch. Mm-hmm. Dry car, very little rust, very original, um, but basically got used really hard on a ranch. Hit every fence post in mm-hmm. a forty mile range and uh, radius. Excuse me, and. Um, then it was parked in a barn, and then the barn fell on the car, smashing right. it further. Yeah. And then they disassembled the barn, got the lander out, used it for another couple decades. Mm-hmm. And then finally something happened, the brakes went out or something, and they parked it for, for quite a while. So it was uh, it was a very rough Land Rover, but uh, we, we got it into shape, and uh, it uh, you know we got it running, and we were like, man, this thing runs pretty good. And then we went to drive it for the first time and realized that it had no second gear. So we didn't oh, have time to uh, fix that. And so we did the entire event with three gears. Right. First, and third, and fourth. Yeah. First, third, and fourth gears. Yeah. And it did it did fine. We did, uh, I would say, two, 300 miles um, that we were only able to do one day. And we did two or 300 miles and uh, maybe 120 miles off-road. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It, it didn't have any trouble. We uh, we were able to push some other competitors up some slippery sections. Mm-hmm. You know, it uh, did really well. And what modifications did you make to it before you went post barn falling on? We it? we made it run. That was the biggest modification that we made was that we made it run. Right. And you know, one one really incredible thing happened. Uh, really unlikely turn of events. So we. We got to the fairgrounds where they have the staging area, mm-hmm. and uh, we we had had we've had this car for probably two or three years, something like that. It's been sitting in our yard, and uh, we got it running. We loaded it up on the trailer, towed it to the event, and we unloaded it. And uh, some of the guys we were with were like, "Hey, let's all pile in the Land Rover and kind of check out a lot of the other entrants." And by the way, this is a huge event. There's probably yeah. a thousand cars there. 
yeah. thousand cars that are wow. all crazy modified. And then mini bikes is a whole other category of mm. uh, crazy vehicles that uh, people, you know, modify and run around. So there's like 9,000 mini bikes there and a thousand cars and it's just mayhem. It's mayhem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we get the Land Rover unloaded. We kind of like roll up the soft top. We, we get in the car with uh, some snacks and beverages and we're kind of doing the, the slow drive around the event grounds. We drive down this uh, uh, relatively steep slope and this guy comes running out and he's like, hey, 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 stop, stop, stop. And we thought maybe we were driving around the place or, or something, yeah. you know, driving into his camp or something. And, mm-hmm. he, and he said, this Land Rover used to belong to my family. And apparently Whoa. his, yeah, yeah, he, his family owned the Land Rover from new and he recognized it and uh, he was just, he couldn't believe that it was uh, operational. He was just like, I cannot believe you have this car running. So what are the chances of that happening? Just that like, is, uh, yeah, it's a small world. Very small. So within, you know, 20 minutes of, of this happening, we run into the previous owner. So it was uh, pretty incredible. He was telling us all about it. He was uh, very happy to see it on the road again. Uh, just it was taking pictures of it. Sending pictures to his family. He was is just, he going to buy the car back? Is does he want it? I don't think he wants it. He's like, it's great he's that this happy exists. to see it. I don't want anything to do with this. I don't want anything to do with this thing. He's happy to see it. Yeah. So, okay, you know, uh, Linus and I, we did the we did the full mileage or as much as we could in the Land Rover in the allotted uh, time, and uh, it was it was nice to see all these cars. Our friends came up from Reno, Steve Francis, who's a mm-hmm. friend of the show, and. Uh, prolific Land Rover enthusiast yep. there. Yep. He uh, he fielded a Subaru since both oh. of his Land Rovers were uh, not operational. He had a uh, Subaru that was uh, lifted and uh, had big tires on it and, you know, all kinds of craziness, you know, roof racks and, nice. you know, light bars and, I don't know, hood pins and, you know, various go-fast equipment. Things, yeah. Yeah, you need all the things stuff. that you need for a goofy uh, goofy Subaru goofy car of yeah. questionable legality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was uh, it was great. But the tires stuck out uh, stuck out a little further than the body, so it was extremely muddy. This event is in the desert, so mm-hmm. we were expecting dry conditions. Incredibly muddy, incredibly mm-hmm. muddy. There mm-hmm. were at least five limos that were stuck, like on. <laughs> On the race course. Yeah, I did see of- the limos. There seems to, that seems to be a popular car. People love the limousine on the Gambler. They like the limousine. It's inexpensive and carries a lot of stuff in people. Right, right. So, uh, do most teams are most teams made up of like twelve people uh, in the back of a limousine, or uh, they or do can you, be? You know, yeah, some of them some of them are made up. There was there was some uh, camel trophy um, uh, sort of what do you call those uh, tribute vehicles? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was like a whole. You know, your team was there. Where were you? Yeah, it's a good point. I know. Uh, well, uh, yeah, we were back here uh, buying old Freelanders. You know, that's that seems to be <laughs> the which uh, update on the free update on the Freelander may not be able to be titled. So just uh, just FYI oh. on that. Might, oh, that is uh, not a, that is not yeah. something I would have expected. Why no, not? No, Can you well, tell us why? Yeah. So there was a there's a, a question about no, it's a chain of title issue. The uh, the car was uh, was bought and sold. So like I said, the car was donated to like the Kidney okay. Foundation. That's All how right. it that's how it left its it's it's real titled owner mm-hmm. i have that title then mm-hmm. there's about 14 change of ownership you know california you could just do a change of ownership when sure. if you're a dealer without having to do a title change so then there's about 14 changes of ownership what i didn't realize when i purchased it was two of those are in mexico <laughs> and, huh. and the united states will not register a car once it's been sold into mexico and this 
car technically was sold in New Mexico twice. <laughs> But then it's still here, and so, anyways, there's a whole there's a whole thing to that. So, uh, you know, yeah, stay tuned for that saga. Also, I mean, you know, thank. It I don't, sounds like a good purchase that you've. Yeah, made. it was fantastic. It's fantastic, and 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 don't worry, I've already spent all the money on it to uh, to get it running again. So don't don't worry about that. Now, wow, one trick you can do is you can get a mechanics lien on a car and wipe out the title, uh, the chain of title. Oh. So, uh, you know, if you know a if you have a friend who's a mechanic. And California and uh, you just leave it with that friend and you don't pay him for some work, then it's within his right to uh, put a mechanics lien on it and claim the title. So that sounds like something you have a lot of experience with. <laughs> you have a, enough shitty, crazy old Land Rovers and cars and things and you eventually you figure out some tricks. But anyways, we're working on that. We're working on that. Oh, uh, I meant the like uh, leaving your car at someone's shop and not paying them for oh, the work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and I have a number of things that have been left here, and you know. So, anyways, uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll 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 update. Hopefully, we get that sorted out because uh, I think that would be a super fun Gambler Five Hundred car because it's uh, it's it's already ready to go. You know, it's got everything you need. It's got everything you need. It's orange. It's It's got got a loud color. It's got a roof rack. Yeah, we're gonna rope a ropey bumper. bumper. Uh, Yeah, yeah, we're gonna ropey rope it uh, like crazy. So, yeah, maybe next year. Perfect. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll have to do that. So speaking of roped up uh, bumpers, uh, we are uh, headed to uh, the Pacific Northwest Overland Expo uh, coming up here now very soon. Very soon. Coming up uh, July 8th, 9th, and 10th there in Bend, Bend, Oregon, uh, famously home of the last uh, blockbuster video in the country. Is that still there? Do you know? In Bend? I believe it is. Wow. We should rent it. I think we should do a we should do a meet and greet at the Blockbuster Video in Bend, Oregon. It feels like it's very on brand uh, for us. It is uh, in, in insignificant and irrelevant uh, brand that uh, we can associate uh, ourselves with. That that feels that feels appropriate. Lots of nostalgia, though. Oh, super nostalgic, super nostalgic. And there's like a small group of people that are very passionate about it. That's everything. That's that's us. That's us in a nutshell, right there. So here you go. If you are uh, going to be at Overland Expo in Bend, Oregon, on the 9th, that's the Saturday. Saturday the 9th, uh, we are going to have a, a flotilla of uh, of uh, Land Rovers uh, there under the underpowered hour banner. And uh, if you come find us in the camping uh, area, hang out. And we will have uh, merch that we are selling under the table uh, at uh, Don't Tell the Overland Expo people, but uh, we'll, we'll sell you some t-shirts. We're going to bring some t-shirts and stickers. We're going to bring some of those dumb notebooks, maybe a set of coasters. We'll see. All the things Steven want. Steven will be bringing his tattoo gun. If you yeah. come yeah. and you mention the show, yes. he will give you a free underpowered hour tattoo. That's right. That's exactly right. Amateur uh, tattoo. I have uh, I've bought all the stuff on Amazon. I've watched several YouTube videos. Now, some of them over 20 minutes long. I feel like I got this. I'm good. Yeah. You know, yeah. we got to figure I've it out. Seen, I've seen the work. It's It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. So, be uh, so that'll be Saturday. Uh, and again, if you find Ike, myself, Jenna, Liza, uh, possibly Linus, uh, wandering around uh, at Overland Expo, first of all, ask if we're lost and we need help. Uh, then, if not, uh, say hello, and we'll uh, we'll get you a sticker. We're going to have a bunch of stickers and stuff with us to uh, to hand out to uh, folks that uh, that find us uh, along the way. And uh, if you want, please uh, come on over to the underpowered hour camping compound uh, Saturday uh, evening and uh, enjoy a uh, a hello. And if you'd like to uh, 
get some uh, merch or whatever else, or just uh, see Ike in person, uh, then uh, you can uh, you can be there and uh, you can uh, do that. We're going to put more details on that on the uh, we're going to put that on uh, Instagram and uh, are the rest of our socials, Facebook and everything else. So if you need uh, to know where we are, that is where you will find that uh, information. And uh, like our good friend Nolan Yap, if you uh, want to get an Underpowered Hour t-shirt to uh, to fly your Underpowered Hour freak flag at the Overland Expo, uh, go ahead and uh, order one uh, this week, and we'll uh, get that out to you in time for the show. So uh, speaking of the show, I think that's it for uh, this week. We've got uh, two, uh, geez, two shows of exciting guests coming up here. Plus, we're going to do some uh, recording there at the Overland Expo, um, and then we're uh, we're getting ready for uh, yet another summer breakdown. Uh, this uh, this one uh, will be coming the other way. This so one will we'll just be an emotional breakdown, just an emotional, spiritual, physical breakdown. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, something I totally forgot about our gambler experience that I would like to mention during this episode was that we caused a spiritual awakening. Oh, yeah. So uh, on the evening, uh, uh, Saturday evening, we were uh, we were uh, circuit navigating the campground in the Land Rover, mm-hmm. and this guy came running out of a campsite, which was on fire, by the way. Okay, and uh, the he car jumped or the on campsite? the campsite. Uh, his campsite. Okay, it was on fire. Yeah. Okay, and uh, he came running out and uh, and and jumped onto the the Land Rover onto the uh-huh. hood, like uh-huh. sitting in the spare tire. Yeah, and and he he rode around with us for a while. Uh-huh. And uh, looking at all the other cars and the campsites and all the things that were happening, yeah. And uh, and we we after about you know forty minutes, we took him back to his campsite and we dropped uh-huh. him off. And he said, he said, man, you know, can I give you anything? Can I give you like any money or like any gasoline or any like alcohol or is there anything I can do for you guys? Mm-hmm. And um, we were like, no, no, you're you're fine, you're good, you know. Thanks for uh, thanks for riding around with us. And he says, uh, can I can I can I ride around with you some more? He said, I was up there on the hood of your Land Rover and I had a spiritual awakening. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> huh. And I, I, I told him no, that one no. spiritual no. awakening was That's like the limit. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> the limit for here, the day. Weirdo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, it hey, was great. It was great. You know, we can, uh, we'll see. Maybe we can do the Ike Goss spiritual awakening tour it's at uh, Overland Expo as well. It's true. Uh, it was a baptism in 90 weight motor yeah. oil. That's how we do it. And, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's the only way, uh, really. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think there's, uh, there's some, uh, you've got to come up with your own, uh, you know, sacred scripture. And then now uh, you can register for, uh, you know, uh, tax exempt status. Reverend Stephen Barris. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's good. I've always, Already, uh, I've already got a fairly, uh, you know, fairly uh, significant, uh, like a religious uh, deity beard. So, uh, I'll just lean into it, man. You know, you just need a hat now. Yeah, I got to get some kind of weird hat. I'll start working on that. You Good. know, yeah, we'll have maybe something for next week. So, all right, Stephen. As always, it's been a slice. We'll uh, talk to you next week. All right, take care. Underpowered Hour is produced by me, Steve Ferris, and Ike Goss. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.